thank you for listening to Health Science Starts Here. Since we've started this podcast series, we've talked about a few different topics that seem to have very little in common, but they've actually been relevant to two of our clinics here at Salus, the Eye Institute and the Pennsylvania Ear Institute. So today, we spoke with the director of our Speech-Language Institute to understand how traumatic brain injuries are a serious public health problem in the U.S. and how SLI helps clients manage the variety of effects caused by a TBI. Hi, I'm Bob Siriani. I'm the clinic director in the Department of Speech-Language Pathology here at Salus University. Hi, thank you for sitting with us today and talking about traumatic brain injuries. Um, Could you describe what a traumatic brain injury is? Sure. Um, So a traumatic brain injury is any um, accident that uh, causes damage to the brain. It can be from very young to very old. You know, traditionally it's an accident. It's like a car accident or a fall, maybe a sports-related injury um, that usually gets a lot of press. Uh, but also brain injury can be something along the lines of a stroke so that the um, insult happens related to loss of blood flow or a burst of a vein in the brain. So a sports injury would be more, would be more of a traumatic brain injury, whereas a stroke would be an acquired brain injury? Right? So I think they're about, I think you can consider them the same way. It's interesting. I just had a conversation with a, an undergraduate student and, um, he was asking me, how do you decide, is this genetic or developmental versus an acquired? And, you know, I don't think at the end of the day it really matters as a clinician how we were injured. We really look at what is the deficit and then how do you move that, that client forward um, in their plan of care. So what would an evaluation of a traumatic brain injury in terms of rehabilitation look like? So, um, uh, well, let's focus here on what we do at the Speech-Language Institute. So typically these patients are um, weeks to months to years post-injury, but we want to know what their strengths are and what their challenges are. So we do a combination of formal and informal assessments across a variety of domains. Typically we look at their speech production, we look at their language, both their understanding and their expression, as well as their cognition, their thinking skills. Uh, typically, we also look at their swallowing mechanism at this point because we want to make sure that their injury didn't affect the muscles or the brain communication for when a patient is eating and drinking. So can you describe more in depth how a TBI affects an individual's speech and language skills? So the brain is this mysterious organ, and it really depends on where the injury is. So it could be at the injury site. So think about um, someone who gets shot in the head, and they get shot in the language cortex. Typically, that's in the left left hemisphere of the brain. That's going to impact their language, but they might be able to swallow just fine. Um, Or we might see someone that has had a brain injury related to a car accident. So there's the uh, brain accelerating forward and hitting the front of the skull, and that could damage behaviors, attention, uh, as well as then the brain bouncing around inside the skull so that there's other areas of damage, and that could be visual input, or it could be swallowing, or it could be um, motor speech issues. So... Um, I've met folks that have very 
um, finite deficits. So it's really that they're having a hard time recognizing faces. Or I've met people that have global aspects, that it, it impairs every bit of their communication from forming the words to what words do I even want to say um, versus should I be actually saying these words. So it impacts the speech, the language, and the cognition that goes into communication. So what types of therapy do you do at the Speech Language Institute? So we pride ourselves on making sure that the therapy is focused on the outcome the patient desires. So we really do a lot of interview with our clients and with their caregivers. Again, if it's a younger person, it's probably a child. Um, an older person, it might be a spouse or an adult child. But we want to know what they are required to do in their uh, activities of daily living. Are they going back to work or school? Are they responsible for themselves around the house? And then we frame our goals to meet those functional objectives. Um, it might be that we practice writing checks, or it might be that we practice going online and looking up a menu from a local restaurant, and how do you call that restaurant, and what do you order, how, how much do you order? Um, so again, we really try to make our therapy functional to what the patient is required to do in their own home or work or school environment. Wow. So do you have any clients or client stories in mind that really stand out? Uh, I do. Um, our, our very first client at SLI, his name's Brian, um, was a, a, trauma, a client with a traumatic brain injury. Uh, he to this day, still continues to attend both an individual and a group session. And his goals are to uh, get into a college program. He's an artist, and he really wants to learn more about his craft. And he thinks by pursuing some undergraduate coursework in art that he'd um, be able to develop his talents. And it's really neat to work with him because we get to do things like, how do you take notes? And how do you research your uh, courses for next semester, and what are you going to do to pay for these courses? So we really, again, f make our goals functional so that he can take courses at a local community college. Um, we also have an older woman who fell and struck her head, um, and her goal is to not have a caregiver with her so that she has to be really mindful of her safety. Um, now the family did things like turned off the stove so she won't leave a pot of boiling water on it. Um, but she knows that she has to like check in the, the, the peephole in her door before she opens it so that when the nurse's aide comes that she's recognized that it's somebody safe and can let that person in her home versus just sort of letting anyone in her home. So, you know, it's, it's really neat to work in brain injury. I guess neat isn't the best word, but I, I find it um, exciting to teach students in the field of brain injury because you can work in the lifespan and you can um, really tailor your goals to what their outcomes sh can be. Um, and it's such a variety. It could be, can I be safe in my own home or can I get back into college? So, All right. I'm sure you've seen a lot of progress from when clients first come to you to you know, when they continue, because I feel like it never really stops the therapy. It never or the stops. Yeah. Because cause truthfully, they become successful in an area and then they think, oh, what, what if I could drive again? Yeah. Or what if I went back to work? 
what if I went back to a management position? So there's always um, something more. There's always a challenge, and um, I like that. Really inspires me as a speech pathologist because um, in therapy you can become complacent. You you see patients day in and day out, and you sort of address things in a cookie cutter manner. Um, but then you meet a client like Brian, and he challenges you to be creative and to. Um, match his enthusiasm for returning to his life. And again, they, these, these clients that come to Speech Language Institute are so motivational for our students because they're, they're good teaching cases because they understand their disorder and they understand their struggles and they can communicate that or at least attempt to communicate that to the students. And then it gives the students uh, motivation to learn more about traumatic brain injury and, and how to assess and how to treat and how to counsel. The Speech Language Institute offers a variety of services for people that have traumatic brain injuries from assessments to treatment. Um, after the assessment, we develop a plan of care, and that plan might uh, direct us to individual or group treatment. We have a couple of um, really dynamic groups that we run through SLI uh, that address uh, a variety of uh, diagnoses. Uh, for example, on Monday nights, we have a specific brain injury group that meets for about an hour, and um, the clients are given sort of a general task, and then the students assist those clients through the tasks depending on their uh, level of performance. So sometimes the task has to be modified to accommodate the level that the client is performing, or sometimes the task needs to be made harder so that the client has um, has to use their strategies to be successful. We also have a monthly support group that meets um, the aphasia support group, and that's a mix of individuals that have had strokes and other brain injuries that have difficulty communicating. And it really is focused on the patients supporting one another. The students typically bring a topic to discuss, and then the clients in their various modes of communication work to support one another and give examples and um, demonstrate their strategies so that the individuals across the group feel successful. Great. And could you describe what aphasia is? Absolutely. Uh, aphasia is the medical terminology for language disorder. Um, language is uh, has four modalities. It has um, reading and writing, listening and speaking. So when we think of language, the input or comprehending would be the, the channels of listening and uh, reading, or output, which would be speaking or writing. Um, and that language is the communication of thoughts and ideas to another individual, and you receiving that information and, and processing it. Is there anything about SLI or SLP as a field that you'd like to talk about? So first, I want to thank you for this opportunity to participate in the podcast. I think it's a really important way to um, spread uh, information about our field, our profession, as well as our program. The opportunity to talk about a diagnosis and, and, and type of client that I love working with um, probably can't see me smiling through this podcast. But uh, 
I do uh, enjoy this line of work, and I want our students to know that when they are involved in the care here, that they'll have the opportunity to work with traumatic brain injury and a lot of other diagnoses. Um, and and you, you'll develop the skills to look at the person beyond their diagnoses. And I think that that's ultimately what patients with traumatic brain injury and, and any disorder or difference are looking for, for us as clinicians to see them as a person who has a difficulty, not as the difficulty themselves. Um, so we really encourage uh, students who are interested in graduate studies in speech pathology to reach out to Salis or patients, loved ones that have individuals that have communication troubles or swallowing difficulties to reach out uh, to the Speech Language Institute. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. My name is Alyssa Nguyen, and this is Health Science Starts Here. Check back every other week for new episodes and listen everywhere podcasts are available. To learn more about any of the topics we talked about today, visit salis.edu slash podcast. There's a sale at Gimbel's. 